Hi, everybody, and this is another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. Hello, everyone. This is a special episode. Um, we've been doing quite a few of these lately. Um, there's been a lot of stuff going on this week with K-pop. It's been a pretty, pretty interesting week. Um, I would call it Scandal Week. Um, our last kind of one topic centered podcast was having to do with four minute and this podcast is to do with the other I think big uh, big news item this week which is Mickey P Park Mickey Yuchen and I want to just uh, say a little something before we start getting into the nitty gritty of what is going on with him and why people just in case some of you who may not know or are under a rock, you know, don't know why people are associating him with toilets and such. All right, before we get into the Yuchan, Park Yuchan case proper, I'll have my own little, little thing to talk about. It's kind of my 10 degrees separation from K-pop, whatever you want to call it. Um, but... It's always the first thing I think about when I hear him mentioned or see him on something. A uh, former member of uh, TVXQ, also known as DBSK, also known as a member of GYJ. So, when I first started getting involved in K-pop, and this is so small, it, it doesn't even, but I was, I was, you would have thought that I knew somebody personally. Um, before uh, Mickey Yuchen became Mickey Yuchen and was part of one of the biggest K-pop boy groups in the world, he lived in a uh, well, a suburban area in Northern Virginia called Fairfax with his family, and which is about mm, two and a half hours from me. And I became very good friends in college with a girl who also grew up in Fairfax, Virginia. And she, apparently, when I started listening and watching K-pop, and I was watching something related to DBSK one day, she's like, oh, Mickey, I know him, I know him. And then she has her, her best friend also went to the same high school. Yeah, we know Mickey. And I was like, what? Yeah, we know Mickey we went to parties with him and da, da 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 And so, you know, apparently he you know, he went to school in Fairfax. You know, if you I'm sure if anybody listening to this is is in northern Virginia, they probably already know. This is probably like if common knowledge is from what I understand, there people are literally picking trainees out of the schools at this point, like right now. Like they're literally just like pulling them out of school and <laughs> pulling them into trainee schools like that's how crazy it is at this point but back then it wasn't as normal so you know of course I thought that was crazy and amazing and I was like yes I was like you know a K-pop star and they were like uh, not really you're like a party with him some and you know my friend was like her other friend who ironically enough is married I think she's pregnant too now um, but <laughs> um, 
she was the wilder of the two. She was like, oh, she she knew him better than I did. And she was like, yeah, you know, he's known as kind of a party guy and whatever. And I'm not definitely not trying to ascribe any anything onto him from that. But I, I'm just saying that, that was that was that whole that was my whole impression of him at the time and I just flew off the handle because I thought it was just the craziest thing you know that he would be in Virginia living in Virginia and then he would you know right in the middle of his high school year he went off and went to train and become an, uh, part of a K-pop idol group with SM in South Korea so that's that's my main connection with Mickey Yoo-chan now Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, that has nothing to do, but I wanted to just say it just because, I don't know, that's my, my 10 degrees of separation. Uh, and <laughs> unfortunately, that's not helping him at all this week. Uh, I don't know. It's ever since, I think, as of the 12th of June, and I just want to um, also give credit to uh, K-pop Reddit. They made, for anyone that's interested in this whole situation, they made a very nice uh, Park Yuchan sexual assault <laughs> accusations mega thread. Um, it's kind of weird to promote it like that, but they made this thread and they compiled all the information. It's nothing but well, some of the rumors, but it's compiled basically the facts, um, and and it's it's done day by day, and and they you know they don't post anything usually unless it's you know been posted in Korean and translated into English and all of that. So it's very uh, you know very truthful. So as of t the twelfth of June, uh, Park Hee-chan was sued for sexual assault. There's an accusation from a bar girl, bar girl, that uh, Yu Chen sexually assaulted her on the night of June the 3rd, and her boyfriend put in a claim on the June 10th. Now, internet exposed tons of stuff from there. Following that, there's a second, third, and fourth accusation. Now, as of today, there looks like um, from certain uh, reports that Yushan has had a solid alibi for the fourth assault um, as he was in China for a fan meeting. The third assault is still under debate um, as he was in China on the 13th when news sites are arguing on when he actually caught the plane when his flight was. and. Some people, now this is rumor, this is, you know, hearsay, whatever, um, and opinion. It looks like Accusation 4 is on its way to fall apart. Uh, there's no evidence provided to the police. Yuchen's got an alibi for that. And it seems like that may be the first, you know, if this, any of it is proven to be false, it'll be the first one to fall apart. Accusation 3 also didn't have evidence to go along with it, but Yuchen's alibi is still under debate. Nonetheless, um, because of this huge situation, um, having been accused of several different um, 
sexual assaults by several different women and also having this case kind of reach a salacious bent with people saying he was with prostitutes. Um, he was meeting with girls in bathrooms and uh, just in general kind of everyone knows the typical journalistic things of of basically dragging your um, kind of dragging your well basically as a result of this um, Yuchen's his um, his what do you call it <laughs> reputation I'm sorry guys his reputation has been dragged through the bud um, by netizens and also considering that this is South Korea it has you know really this really you know people have really looked at him differently and there's a lot of questions as to whether he'll even he'll be able to work in South Korea again you know he was doing dramas while in JYJ um, I've seen people go on articles no this is K netizens and um, just for fact uh, this was off of Ness and Buzzin this is the last thing I'll say and I'll let you guys talk I'm sorry um, because I'm probably not going to talk much during this, so that's why I'm just doing the introduction. Um, I, um, there is a article about Hani. Um, of course, this EXID is um, now promoting their single LIE, Lie, and I don't know, it was one of those stupid articles where you're like, Hani celebrates or whatever, um, you know, their win. And People were low key, you know, talking about, honey, you should go get your boyfriend and tell that uh, prostitute user that blah, 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 blah. You know, basically, you know, low key, like um, shading her because of what, you know, Yuchen might, might or might not have did. So it's getting a little bit out of control, in my opinion. Also, I want to mention, <laughs> I did not introduce you guys <laughs> today, and I'm so sorry. But you know what? It's good, because Tim's gone, so I'll introduce him and then go back. Um, so, the group that I have with me today to talk about this case, to talk about, we're going to do some investigative discovery type stuff here. I have Alice with me. Hey, what's up? Oh, sorry. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Just cut all that out and just keep have me saying, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. I mean, since I'm saying the same thing for like years now. Uh, Juliet. Hello, it's me. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and Shanna. Hi, everyone. Okay, so considering what we know as of our recording today, because who knows what will come out tomorrow, uh, June the 21st, what are you guys' feelings on this case, what do you, what are you guys' feelings on the way this case has been reported, how K-pop netizens have been taking it, 
basically anything. You don't even have to like cover those topics that I mentioned. I um, also want to mention that I went to the dentist today, so I'm a little bit off, um, more so than usual. So that's why I'm kind of throwing things over to them. But I, I may. <laughs> I'll, I'll draw, I'm throwing things to them. So you guys, go um, take it away, please. <laughs> take it from me. Yes. <laughs> oh. Um, all right. Uh, I can start off. Okay. Well, the it's a shame that the fourth um, person. Uh, it seems like that their accusation was false because just saying it. If the other three um, women end up do ha having a true like sexual assault from Yu Chan, then she kind of like smeared, you know, what they're saying and maybe people's perception of the veracity of their claims. So I think, you know, that really stinks for that the other first three. And for those people who are saying that, like, oh, that's, you know, not true, blah, blah, I mean, we'll never really know, I guess, until the evidence, at least for the DNA stuff, comes out. Um, but I do want to point out that as far as, like, the timeline is concerned, for the first victim, which I think most of the articles call A, mm -hmm. um, she did try to settle the... Um, settle out of court with the assault and then when the um, when Yu Chun's company was kind of dragging their feet about the um, compensation they that's when she hit back with the um, like the, the lawsuit so it doesn't really look like that it was like as far as like the way that the um, allegation and the this the uh, claim goes as far as that timeline. It seems like kind of typical, I guess, for somebody who's like not being taken seriously, and um, they think that they're going to be able to, you know, brush the her allegations like under the rug. And she's just like, well, we'll make it, you know, actual criminal case now, and then you know you're gonna get yours. So hopefully she has enough evidence and anything like that. To be able to put him away, if that is the case. If well, you're was, are you was, coming? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, I was gonna say I was even worse is the the first woman who came forward. She actually withdrew her case, um, saying basically that she was wrong. Uh, her and her boyfriend issued a statement saying that you know it got blown out of proportion that they were in the wrong. Um, and now it's just really the second and third that have kind of um, things. I mean, they're they still are, are investigating, even though the first woman withdrew. But uh, people are kind of pointing at that and saying that that's an indicator that she's lying. I I don't know. I almost feel like it's the opposite. It kind of seems like just based off of the public pressure and backlash that they ended up getting that they almost just decided to go back under the rug that they were kind of pressured right. back in. And the unfortunate thing is, as stigmatized as sexual assault and rape is in our country, and it totally is, um, it's worse 
I guess you could say it's somewhat worse in South Korea in a sense, um, just because of uh, the the public culture and um, how uh, I guess quote unquote loose women are viewed, um, how women are viewed in general. So there's kind of this uh, assumption that in most cases, in most sexual assault cases, that you know this is going to be the outcome that it's just going to be, you know, someone gets paid or gets swept under the rug, um, such and such, because of how demonized the girl gets. Um, no matter how demonized the guy gets, it's like the girl gets demonized even worse, even though she was the victim. And I wanted to ask, how many of you, are any of you working under the assumption that any or all of these are, you know, of these accusations are true. I am. Uh, I mean, just uh, maybe, maybe it's from <laughs> being. Uh, I guess in America, I guess there is more of a coverage on these things, especially recently with the the Stanford rape case. But um, I mean, I, I just think, judging by the pure number of times that women who are raped don't come forward or, or are kind of shamed into silence versus times that men have been falsely accused and put away. I mean, it's, it's wildly skewed in disfavor of the women. I, I, I mean, I'm operating under the assumption that the victims are, or alleged victims are telling the truth until honestly proven otherwise. I mean, I'm, I, I, obviously, obviously we don't know and until it comes to light, I'm I'm trying not to, you know. Right. I mean, of course, you know, trying to get. Yeah, I mean, obviously, right to. Yeah. Be impartial, et cetera, et cetera. But just given the odds of the scenario, it a lot of the time. I mean, I think in this case, giving bias to the the women who are being accused isn't undue. Mm-hmm. And because I am the black person here, I'll say it because I know other people have been saying it and I'm just going to go ahead and make the comparison even though it still hurts. Um, a lot of people in international K-pop bands have been making comparisons to uh, the American case with uh, American actor slash icon with question mark at the, at the, at the end, Bill Cosby and his multiple uh, rape, sexual assault allegations. Uh, the situations are a bit different. They're somewhat similar. But I just want to say that we, I am aware of them. You guys may be aware of them as well. That people have been making um, comparisons with them, especially on the internet, and um, using that as a way. And I'm not saying, you know, that's right or wrong. I mean, it's just people making comparisons. But I wanted to mention that with, with Shanna saying that, you know, with all of the people coming forward, you know, there, you know, it, it makes it makes us suspicious. It makes you think, you know, that, that it has to be something. Um, Cosby, even though, to be for the truth, he had way, way, way more people come forward um, saying that they were abused by him. 
um, it was kind of the same kind of situation. People were like, you know, there's too many people. You know, it can't just be a coincidence. Um, I, I, don't, I don't even know if the sheer number is the issue. I mean, I it kind of makes the difference between him being a serial rapist and being just, you know, it happening the one time. But, I mean, happening the one time is still a rape. Uh, and I, I, I oh, think yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, it's not, there's no, there's no difference. No, I was just saying that, you know, some people were comparing the two and saying that that was kind of evidence maybe that, you know, I guess, you know, helped, um, you know, helped their case, helped the case against Yuchen. That's, uh, <clears throat> that's uh, sort of what I was thinking initially, like, mm -hmm. because of how Korea would treat women um, who say they were raped or even, like, uh, they treat <laughs> women who are even, like, just single moms pretty bad, but, like, adult entertainment, uh, rape accusations, that seems like it would be uh, pretty bad on the reputation of the woman coming forward. So I thought, um, you know, it's more likely to be true because these four women are putting themselves out there. But then, like, the fourth, unfortunately, like Alice said, uh, he had an alibi for, so it seems that one was false, which kind of um, ruins my theory of they wouldn't put themselves out there in this way unless it were true type of thing. I don't think it necessarily ruins their theory. I think it does, you know... Well, it puts a dent in it. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, but in a way, it's just like, I almost want to almost, like, even forget that that fourth person even exists, because, like, I mean, I feel like that person coming, having, or Yuchan having a alibi for that one incident is really, I don't want it to lessen the other three accusations. And well, it just, it kind of puts more doubt. And even, uh, even the third one, they're still debating if his alibi comes through, so we don't know about that yet. True. Yeah. But those are, I mean, the third and the fourth, that still is, you know, two cases where, I mean, like the, the for the second one, there's, I mean, they haven't even put forth, it's interesting because I mean, the agency, they, they put forth alibis for two of them. Uh, I mean, they haven't put forth anything for the, the first three yet, even though the first one was retracted. And, and the second one, though, she has, you know, she reported it the day after. She has texts from her friend talking about it. Uh, is she the one with the underwear, right? The, the first one. I understand the, is first the first one. one? The first okay. one is the one that submitted the DNA evidence, and they're comparing it to to Yuchen's. Um and nothing, uh, no results have come of that as of yet. Even in that case, I kind of am saddened by it because I can just completely see it being, you know, that he paid for it. It was just a consensual sexual encounter. I mean. It's so it's so sad that just even some sort of evidence like that it can be twisted so easily. Um, right. I don't know. That's the and problem with these cases. It's like even if even if like there's evidence or there's like uh, a hearing. That even if you have guilty. two bikers that tackled the guy and saw the person doing an assault and then he only gets six months. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, what? Like the. 
the Stanford, Stanford case. Yeah, the two guys who saved the girl from whatever further sexual assault that would have happened. They testified oh. and said that, like, you know, they took the guy down and they were there when he got arrested and, you know, testified and everything. And the judge still gave him, you know, whatever the bare minimum sentence was. So it's like, you know, it sucks when the girls are, when the women are in a situation where they do work in an entertainment club and, you know, I know, I from what I hear, she just works at the entertainment club, but not necessarily, oh, I don't know if she is or not, but what is coming out is saying she's not, doesn't like do sex work there. She just works there and then she has the boyfriend. So like, just because she works in that scenario and she gets assaulted, I mean, that really sucks. Yeah, that, the whole situation, but then also, there was a lot of people saying it was a deal that was done under the table, apparently. So I, I don't know if it was something yeah, like she was... Like, he says, she says, and all this other stuff because she denies that he, she received any monetary compensation for the assault. I mean, there's um, some rumor going around that she got paid like 600 bucks to, um, you know, do whatever, and then, but she's flatly denying it. So I feel like those, at least, are like kind of just wild accusations. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, um, I mean, all hearsay. I mean, except for you know, what we know to be true has been stated, but yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, I was going to say, there was even um, Dispatch released an interview with other workers at the club saying that, I, I guess there was mention of like money being thrown around or something on the night of one of the assaults, and it was, there, there was a, a separate woman who gave like a, a lap dance or a table dance or something, and uh, was given a tip, but like, workers even corroborated that, that it was not the victim. So, I mean, it's just interesting, yeah, to your point of what's being reported and what's not, what's coming out, what's not. Um, yeah. Slightly skewed. I mean, beyond all of the sexual assault allegations, I mean, we should also kind of cycle back and look at the bigger picture that he was supposed to be on active duty for his two-year enlistment, and he exactly snuck out. which ones? Because I, I forget some of them are and some of them are um, in military, um, in the military, and some of them aren't. Which which ones are in the military? I know um, Jae Chung is, and he is, right? I think Junsu and Chongmin are the only ones that aren't, right? For I don't know for sure. That's why I was asking if anyone knew. No, okay. <laughs> no, I okay. might. I need to check. Okay. Go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry for interrupting you, Alice. No, I'm just saying that like even that on its own, and then they do dispatch release photos of him entering or leaving and exiting the um, entertainment like lounge. Um, it wasn't not necessarily on the night that she um, of the alleged assault, but there are pictures of him like going to that place. So I mean, I don't think it's too much stretch of the imagination that he does frequent there. And then, I mean, the fact that he had gone during his, you know, military conscription, which people take very seriously, you know, especially with, like, abandonment of your, you know, conscription and stuff like that, they take it really seriously. And the fact that he's, like, going out there and, like, you know, partying at, like, a strip club, basically. I mean, even for that, I think he should get flack. I mean, for all yeah. the little yeah. petty things that people hate on celebrities and their careers get ruined for, like, I yeah. mean... I think at this point, sadly, but I think at this point for Yu Chen, the question is not going to be 
what kind of uh, arrest sentence or whatever that he's going to get from this because if he gets anything, it's going to be probably very light. I think he's probably a lot more concerned about the uh, his career and yeah. the um, outcome of it from his peers and 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 from his fans and and whomever uh, you know as there's been you know a lot of blowout online you know people have been you know obviously um, I think international fans have been pretty um, unsympathetic uh, JYJ fan site DC JYJ gallery posted an official statement on the 17th uh, regarding their support um, for JYJ and Park Yu Chen, and they basically said that they're going to stop supporting him uh, as a part of JYJ because of because of the case. And there's just been a lot of you know kind of just outrage. Not and this is something that I've been following, and there seems to be in general. From the and I'm I'm just saying allegedly because this is just from what I can read that's translated, and you know obviously if you're someone that's Korean, um and you you have way more access to way more news and way more stuff than I do, and if you would like to leave a note or comment, please do so. Um, but uh, from what I've seen, there's more outrage over the fact. It seems that he was at this club and was at this with this woman. Other, other, not even with the sexual assault is not a part of it. It's the fact that he was with this woman and had, I don't know, what people consider illicit sexual um, associations with her, even though they were both. I mean, she had a boyfriend apparently, but. I mean, you know, and there's, you know, there's these articles like, you know, Park Yuchin, because apparently he was with these women. Uh, one woman said he was in the bathroom with her and he wouldn't let her go. So now there's this whole meme with, uh, you know, Park Yuchin and toilets. And so people are like, oh, he's got an obsession with toilets or, or whatever. And there's no, hardly any, you know, thing talking about the women or whether, you know, about them consenting or not consenting or anything. It's just mostly people are mad at Mickey, but they're mad because he had sex with a prostitute, with a woman that was involved in a um, profession that, you know, was you know considered dirty or whatever that that's the that is the the impression that I'm getting and that is that's pretty eye opening to me and like I said my I know that my what I'm seeing and reading is limited be, because of the language barrier and I know that you know certain sites only post certain things but from what I can see, you know, yeah, Yuchen is getting raked over the coals, but not for the actual 
thing that he should be getting raked over the coals for if he's responsible for it. Uh, it's confusing. This. <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting and not in a good way. When I, I was saying before we started taping that I kind of looked through Tumblr a bit of seeing you know just what the crazies were saying. Um, and <laughs> there is so many people referring to this as his sex scandal, and I was kind of just like, it's not a sex scandal, it's an assault scandal, or a rape scandal, or it's, yeah, it's a little bit crazy how people are just kind of sweeping those things under the rug, because I, I don't know, they, they can't be proved as easily, he can't be convicted as easily, but I mean, he he's been accused and that needs to be take ser taken seriously. I mean, at least until there's definitive proof that he did not not do it and he's um, acquitted of that. But I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy of how many people are brushing aside that fact. Yeah, I mean, I think this is, and like I said, you know, alert, alert, this is from Nuts and Buzz, so just being aware of the bias and, and whatnot because she obviously chooses what she um, she chooses what she translates but you know an article here that she translated there was Park uh, drama PDs say it will be impossible for Park Yu Chen to return to acting um, which he you know been doing quite a bit of um, in the past few years, regardless of the trial outcome. And they're saying that, you know, even if he's ruled innocent, it's absolutely impossible. And, you know, the comments for that is, you know, we've got comments saying, he'll never land another lead role again unless he's in some third-rate drama or porno film. His sweet, Im innocent image has been shattered with images of room salon bathrooms. Uh, I just don't understand why he chose to live his life like this. He still has to get married and have kids in the future. How is Ooh. he going to continue on with this red letter tack to his image? I mean, just give him a scarlet letter, why don't you? Um, which this person literally did. Well, he chose what he did, and the burden is his own to carry. And then the last one I'm going to read, um, not a bad idea for him to go into adult acting. No mention of the of the victims or alleged victims. Nothing. Nothing. It's about him. You know, Yuchun is a dirty whore. It's crazy, and it also is wild that there's even really contemplation of whether... I mean, it was like Alice kind of alluded to earlier. Like, people's careers are ruined over so much less in Korea than this. I mean... Like Bone was yes, like yeah, like Bone was like put in a dungeon or a closet somewhere for having like uh, popcorn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and she had like I think it was like basically some type of amphetamines that were like shipped to her grandma from the U.S. Like packaged in a bunch of candy, and then they like intercepted it, and the police dropped the case, so she didn't really ever get, um, you know, time or any kind of fine for it or something like that, but. Uh, yeah, she, was, like, like the last time year. we saw her was like at, before. I don't even know how long it was. It was probably from her like it was when she was in roommate because she swept out the door, dropped <laughs> off halfway through the season, and then the next time we saw Pakbom was like the Mama Awards just this past year. 
and then um, yeah. 21, Lindsay left. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the whole bomb thing, we've talked about it ad nauseum on the podcast, but it's just, I mean, technically she did break the law, but, you know, image and, you know, how you come off to others, it, it's such a huge thing there, you know, especially if you're an idol because it's like, oh, well, of course, you know, it's how, you know, you have a duty to be, you know, I guess to be a perfect idol in the eyes of others. So when you do something wrong, um, you know, it's just as bad, you know, as if, you know, if you did something, if it, the, what you did was to someone else is just as bad as if you did it to your fans or the rest of the country. Yeah, um, and I think mm -hmm. that's part of, I mean, I'm not going to say this is why, but I could see the inclination of people to not talk about the actual victims and only kind of brush it off as a sex scandal is that, like, you know, when you are a fan of somebody who does terrible behavior, and I'm saying this coming from a, as a huge Kanye stan, <laughs> you kind of have some cognitive dissidence, and I mean Kanye hasn't done anything as terrible as Yuchen may have done, or sexual assault, but, um, you know, you do have a certain cognitive dissonance, and I could see fans not wanting to talk about that part, or even people in general, and just wanting to talk about it framed as a sex scandal rather than an assault scandal, because that's, like, way worse. So I think that's where a lot of, like, kind of... Or not, I don't think that's where a lot, but I could see where some of that, like, delusion and brushing the other part under the rug is coming from, from somebody who they thought was a great pop star and, you know, whatever, doing his duty in the military, serving his country, and all this other nonsense. And then he ends up being maybe a terrible human being. But even if we operate under the assumption, okay, if we operate under the assumption that all of these allegations are false and none of this happened and, you know, Yu Chen did not assault anybody, he's still being victimized just for having sex with at least one woman um, in a bar strip club, hotel, whatever. I mean, that's enough to ruin his career right there. It's it's, it's not even the sexual assaults. It's not even that. It's just the... Well, okay, so yeah. let's let's put it at that, that frame. And I know you say that we talk about poem ad nauseum, but mm -hmm. then it would be when you kind of put it on the same like level as that because he still did something that was illegal. Like prostitution isn't legal in Korea. And whether, you know from your own point of view or perspective, whether you think sex work should be legalized or not, in Korea it isn't legal. And what Palm did, despite amphetamines being readily available for prescription in the U.S., and that's how she got the prescription, it is illegal in, the, in Korea. So then, I mean, he should still be, like, I don't know if they should both get the same treatment. I mean, I don't, certainly don't care if it was, you know, consensual and a sex work act, but you know, if that's yeah, how people totally, do it. Yeah, I totally get that. That's and fine. I, I mean, not, not fine, but like I could see where they're coming from if that's how they're going to treat people. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense because I did forget that, yes, prostitution is illegal in South Korea. So I do see that. 
is, you know, and this that's my Americanism coming out is, you know, I mean, because, you know, here you hear every other week somebody's had an affair or did something with somebody. But, you know, there obviously that's a huge deal. Um, is there anybody that wants to say anything about, I mean, was anybody here a huge Mickey Chun fan prior to this or DBSK fan or were was even following him prior to this case? Uh, not I really for me. Same. Yeah, same. So like, I, I can't provide really insight. Well, you guys are <laughs> you guys are pretty young. The young K-pop fans. I forgot. You guys got in it pretty young. So he's kind yeah. of. Yeah, he's kind of. <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember a bit when he was still in DBSK, and then of course my you know, fifty degrees of separation. But um, it's just it's just interesting to me how. I don't know. I mean, from everything I can tell, regardless of what happens, it's it's like I guess I don't think he can come back from this. Um, you know, just seeing how vicious the public is for situations like this to happen, but it's always going to be kind of un. It's going to be. It's unfortunate that it's likely going to be because of, even though, like Alice said, prostitution is illegal and, and all of that in South Korea, and that's, you know, that is the law, um, but it's more his image and that he was with a woman in the bathroom or whatever, and not the fact that, hey, he was with a woman and he she might have had her against her will and not let her leave the bathroom and leave away from him, you know. That's, I guess, the kind of thing that kind of gets me, you know. We're not talking about the fact that, you know, you know, it's, it's I guess it's the old thing like you were saying with, with Bomb and, you know, women in South Korea, they, especially idols, um, they get it ten times worse. And, you know, we all, you know, those of us who follow Korean music and follow the culture to any kind of extent and know this on, you know, some level. Um, you know, when this accusation first came out earlier this month, Yuchun's fans, you know, all, you know, conv conv you know, all jumped on this woman, <laughs> this innocent woman, thinking she was the accuser. It had nothing to do with it. Oh, yes. I heard yeah. about that. And even if she had been the accuser, I mean, what was the, what was, what was, what, were you standing to gain from, uh, standing to gain from attacking this person? So. Uh, yeah, I feel like at this point, it almost, it kind of starts to cross over into some, cultural boundaries. I mean, it definitely is, as we've been, you know, some studies about just the overall problem that uh, South Korea, other Asian countries, I mean, many places in the world, I mean, U.S. too, of just, yeah. you know, the amount of rape cases that get, you know, reported versus actually convicted. I mean, it's, it's still just an overall global problem. Um, and the perception of that is especially uh, difficult in South Korea. 
and that's kind of coming through in this case, I think, especially when you, you're talking about of seeing, you know, what people are focusing on versus and reporting versus not. Um, but yeah. It just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and one thing I was saying, I haven't seen it yet, and, you know, maybe I haven't been looking everywhere, I haven't, but I have a feeling with international fans, and we're, we're going to see some sort of, I don't know if blow up, but I feel, especially since international fans have been very um, negative toward you, Chen, toward this, I feel like we're going to see a lot of, well, a lot of culture clash with this, you know, because I feel like, you know, going off of what you said, it it's a global problem. It's like don't don't you know? Of course, the whole you know the old adage, don't throw stones in glass houses. You know, in America, we have cases all the time um, that happen. You know, we just just had, you know, a thing happen where the judge, you know, gave this guy, you know, who was seen in public raping a woman and gave him what? I, I don't want to give the wrong thing, but he gave him, like, literally, yeah, literally, like, the least she could. And he did it on the basis of, well, he's, he's, you know, this guy was an Ivy League, you know, student, and he was like, oh, you know, he's, it will ruin his career, and blah, 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 and it was just, oh, you know, let's, was, let me tell me, let me say my favorite quote from the father's letter, he can't oh, even, yeah. he doesn't oh, even God. have an appetite to eat a T-bone steak anymore, I was like, I can't, oh my God, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, the, his dad's letter, and then there's another f friend of his who's in some band or something, a woman who about that. A let also did letter. It was just, it was just sad. It's like it's singing and it's sad. So, I mean, I th I feel like there's gonna something's gonna come to a head because I think some I'm not saying all international fans, but I think some international fans are kind of standing on their high horses because I understand, like we said, you know, South Korea does have you know their gender situation, <laughs> gender equality is a little bit behind ours. When you think about it, it's not that far behind, um, especially in certain cases. And, uh, you know, with some people probably saying, you know, maybe saying blanket statements about South Korea and, and making blanket statements about, you know, the government or the police or whatever. And, I, you know, I feel like there's going to be some cultural clash at some point because people are going to be like, well, you know, who are... And, and, I mean, rightly so. You know, who the hell are you to say you don't live here and look at your track record? I mean, uh, so it's uh, I don't know. I I just feel like that's that's due to happen, and I always cringe when that happens because there's several. You know, there's always situations where that happens or something happens in South Korea, and people are just like, "Ah, oh, when will they get it together?" And it's like, okay, yes, they do have issues. They do have, um, you know, women, um, they're behind, you know, quite a bit on gender equality there. But at the same time, you, you know, I, I don't think you can say but so much when you look at the issues that are going on in, in your own backyard, you know. And, and I, I think that's, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I see that a lot and... I, I just I don't like the kind of 
you know, where, where some people, non-Korean fans, are, you know, kind of trying and put themselves on high moral ground. I feel like. I feel like that happens a lot. Definitely. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually read this. Uh, there's a New York Times article recently, actually just maybe about a week ago. It's called um, South Korea's Misogyny. And, um, oh, wow. They basically, so let's see. I wanted to read a little bit of it. So one of the parts it says is, it's no wonder that, that, then that, it's no wonder then that the World Economic Forum ranks the country, South Korea, 115th out of 145 countries in gender equality. And then it goes on to say, women earn only two-thirds of what men earn, according to the Ministry of Employment and Labor. Women make up 2.3% of corporate execs from at 348 of the largest 500 companies in South Korea in 2015. But I'm like, that kind of sounds like the U.S. too. <laughs> I know? mean, so it's like, yeah. You know, and that's I'm just saying I, like, agree. I mean, I think in some instances, like, because... Korea has a more like unified culture other than America due to you know just how big the US is all cities and all the immigrants that we have from different countries right so we're more we don't individualistic have as much, yeah yeah exactly so like in that sense I think the gender inequality is more entrenched there and maybe less I mean yeah and so but I think I you do put a good point that like people shouldn't throw stones in glass houses and really think about an extra layer of, you know, how something like this could be treated here. I mean, and like the Bill Cosby thing was a little bit different because, I mean, he has like records of going to his doctor and getting like quaaludes and he admitted himself to drugging the actual women and stuff like that. And so I think it's like... like surface is completely different. Yeah, um, I'm but I'm saying that like I would like to see if how this kind of case would be treated here. No, I think you bring raise a great point, and I think you can kind of see the parallels. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something not to jump on and say this is Korea's problem because I mean, I mean, just look at like Justin Bieber for example. I mean, I like I mean, for, he he doesn't like raped anyone or anything that we know of. But and he like but I mean he's done some shit. <laughs> he just makes shit. his his own he's life been, a living hell. Spent, I mean he's spent nights in jail. He's like gone to clubs underage. Like he's done all this crap and he has crazy fans who just stand by him and just, you know, kind of brush all of this aside and make excuses and like, you know, it keeps going on and people Keep, you know, He's getting let off. Like yelled at fans and stuff during the concerts. Like they say, like mm-hmm. he won't even like come out to see them. <laughs> Literally, he, he canceled on his last tour. He was supposed to. People bought tickets for all these meet and greets, and he yeah, just canceled them all. And it was like, yeah. no, I'm not gonna meet with you. But I mean, that's obviously not the same. But I mean, it, it, you you see the same kind of those sweeping under the rug, making excuses. With American celebrities, all I mean, it's the same kind of fanaticism of just you know idol, idealizing. I would agree with you on the fans' perspective of like you know believers standing behind Justin Bieber, but then I would also say like a lot of the things that Justin was accused for—the underage drinking, going to clubs, and like feeding and stuff like that—and whatever he's been arrested for—I feel like a lot of that stuff people just kind of put under the guys if like boys will be boys and yeah, it's nothing I mean, I and like our 
like issue in general with the U.S. perspective, yeah, could most likely see like that, and that plus the general fanaticism also like keeps him relevant, and um, you know whatever hits that he's making, and like doesn't put like a smear on his public personality, and also a lot of people actually do hate on Justin Bieber. I used to see that stuff on my like Instagram and all the time. But um, I mean, he just but, had so many people that love him. It cancels. I agree. It cancels totally, it out. I totally agree. Besides Justin Bieber, though, there was that whole. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys like follow YouTube at all, but there was a whole YouTube scandal with a bunch of YouTube people being accused oh, of that. rape yeah. and stuff. And there was still people saying like, "We believe you," or like, "We forgive you," or something like that. So it's not just. Uh, traditional media here either. Well, you know, I mean, this wasn't a sexual assault, but I mean, Chris Brown and Rihanna. Well, yeah, I mean, say, it yeah. is also interesting how a little bit in the U.S. I mean, there's definitely the same issues, but to the level of condemnation of a celebrity being more than just their music and being having to be a role model created almost. I mean. The, uh, it's like you know, it's a double-edged sword. On the one hand, if they do something a little bit out of line, they're kind of shunned. But on the other hand, we have—I mean, Chris Brown. Like, he makes great music, and people are still buying his stuff. But I mean, he beat Rihanna. I <laughs> think beat up a woman, and people, you know, not that it gets flipped under the rug. It gets has brought up, you know, every time. For it or yeah, and also he also has crazy fanatics who. Still support him throughout that whole thing for sure. I remember seeing those comments from the Chris Brown fans being like, "Oh well, Rihanna gave him an STD and that's why he did yeah, it." Blah, blah, blah. I could not believe. <laughs> and then, um, and then clearly after that, we saw that he had continued rage issues. He went on Good Morning America and then he in the dressing he room is, he had a like a complete mess. outrage. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, like he's still a fucking mess. I, it's just like it's crazy, and he's still, you know, hit after hit, and people still support him, go to his tours and whatnot. So, I mean, that fanaticism definitely is here. That was a really excellent uh, comparison, Chris Brown. Yeah. I, I mean, that that's there, and and but one thing I do notice, I wanted to say with South Korea too, and one thing we've mentioned on we've mentioned scandals and things on the podcast before is that obviously women have it much harder and one you know we talked about you know how things are not that much different here but maybe on you know looking at the other side of things um, you know and we kind of alluded to it I think with bomb it's very obvious <laughs> that it does not take much you know you know right now you know Yuchen's his his reputations in the shitter um, but it does not take very much for a female idol to completely lose everything overnight, just on the basis of a rumor. And I can't, you know, I can't think off the top of my head other than Bomb, but I feel like, you know, with female idols, Oh my gosh! And if it's if it has to do with sex or be anything salacious, forget it. You know they're they're done for. Nobody wants to be associated with that in South Korea. See, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if um, some of these 
like not just the girls, but just some of the people that have been convicted of um, crimes or have had rumors, if their careers are completely over, um, most of them seem to be um, lying low or I guess they're serving their jail time, but we haven't really seen if they've been able to come back yet. And, I'm, and I don't know if I can... Um, say that their careers are going to be completely over forever. So I'm just curious if um, they're ever going to get their reputation back or be able to be successful. Yeah, I mean, I just feel that... Well, I did oh, want to, because I was reading, um, I think I was reading Netizen Buzz, and just there's some comments from uh, some netizens in Korea, and they mentioned this one guy, Pak uh, Chu. And he, um, apparently, I don't know anything about him, but they're basically like, you know, his career after his sexual assault allegation was over. But um, I was reading his wiki page just to further investigate. And so in 2013, he had a um, sexual assault case saying that he allegedly raped, um, like, a 22-year-old actress. And she, they basically was, were drinking, and then she went unconscious, and he, she said that he raped him. And then it was non-consensual, and then she ended up dropping the case um, later on for unexplained reasons or whatever. And actually, in 2015, he was set to return back onto a cable series. I don't know how popular it ended up being, but like clearly, somebody somewhere out there in a broadcast um, studio decided that it was worth spending the money to have this guy back on their shows and not think that it's going to be like a complete failure. So I think, you know, maybe after a couple of years of I don't know, reflection, <laughs> um, maybe uh, he will slowly come back. I'm not sure. I mean, I mean, I think it's more, I, I think it's more likely, likely for him than say bomb. Who's been under reflection for how many years now? <laughs> oh, I mean, well, <laughs> I don't want to say only two, but it's been, <laughs> two years, which is kind of uh, short for how long somebody could go, probably. Um, and uh, I think when the Minzy stuff hit, didn't she, she finally came back on Twitter and stuff, so she might slowly come back. Hmm. Yeah, but with like three-fourths of the group, and then CL yeah. on her solo tour, or solo thing well, in the US. Yeah, we're, and, you know, we're looking at that whole thing. And the group coming up. Yeah, I have a feeling, especially with if he even keeps the schedule with the new YG group. They're just going to... And CL's trying to go solo. I, I feel... Well, that's something we can talk about in the regular episode. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, just in general, Bomb went through so much. And in general, the fact that she had to take anxiety medication, it's sad because just the fact that you know the type of medication or generally the type of medication you have to take obviously alludes to the fact that she had issues um, and South Korea is not really the best place to discuss your anxiety or depression <laughs> issues. Um, they have a ways to go um, as far as treating those issues and, and not having it be kind of a hush-hush thing and you know they don't have you know they don't openly anyway have medicate you know have medication for that or for you know certain things. So 
you know, and, and there's just been other things people, fans have said, have think people have allegedly alluded to saying, you know, bombs had, you know, you know, been affected by, you know, things people, fans have said, and anxiety and such. So it, it's sad to think that, you know, just something, you know, that she was maybe, you know, using to help herself, maybe, you know, it wasn't in, like she was taking, you know, taking, um, or just popping pills for a high, um, but just the fact that she had them and it was against the law, you know, that whole thing. So, uh, does anybody else um, have anything that they want to say? I have a feeling that, you know, <laughs> we're, we're on how many, like, we, this started on the 12th. Of June, so we're on the twenty. We're as of this podcast, we're on twenty first, and nothing has, um, you know, this is still going. So I, you know, who knows? You know, there's no telling how long this will go on. Um, or you know, if somebody else will come forward or what? Um, I mean, I guess my next thing to ask you guys is. Uh, do you have a idea of where you think this whole thing will go, or what will happen to you, Chen? I mean, sadly, I don't. Well, I guess sadly or not, but I, I, I reserve judgment until you know an actual verdict is passed. But I mean, I don't think he'll actually be convicted of anything. It's just it's so difficult to prove these sorts of crimes, and with you know the time range on them being six months to two years. Yeah. It, it, it's very difficult for them to actually get him convicted of this, as sad as that may be, um, if, if they are true. Um, yeah, and you know, I think there's a lot of things, and we talked before, based on like the location and where they're working and being, or at the entertainment lounge or whatever, you know, there's a lot of chance for, you know, if this ever does end up going into court, for people to spin this in a terrible way and make those, it'll be so easy to make those women look like, oh, they wanted it, or of course it was consensual because this and this, and they worked at an entertainment salon, and blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, I agree with Shanna that I don't think there's a, it, from just what we've seen in the world, it doesn't look like there's going to be a really great chance for this to come to an actual, like, conviction for Yuchun. And as far as, like, his career is concerned, I think we covered that pretty well. I mean, there's... He'll probably go under reflection for a couple of years and then, you know, go on some cable network TV show and see if that ends up being anything. <laughs> so. Okay, anybody else? Well, regardless of the verdict, I think it's going to be hard to, like, if to listen to any of the old JYJ songs or maybe oh. watch any of his old dramas, so that's sad, but... Or listen to anything from DPSK. Yeah. <laughs> Since he was in that. I'm like, I really That's wish I had watched... Large discography. Joke. I really wish I had watched Rooftop Prince like two years ago. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's all alleged and, you know, I do want to say that, you know, since this is, you know, nothing has been... has been proven and it's all alleged everyone's you know everyone's opinion is valid um, you know I don't think I do want to say 
that there's no excuse for people on either side of this issue accusing the other of being of being awful or their opinion being bad based purely on their acceptance or you know their unacceptance of like the level of evidence or uh, you know statistical probability of what's happened. Um, every person basically has a right to withhold or make a judgment when they're ready and be comfortable with their own conclusion. So they don't have a right to attack others just for having a different one. Um, and I just wanted to make that clear because um, I said, you know, this this case is is not. There's nothing, you know, it's not like you said. There, you know, people have been making contrast to the Cosby case, but you know, remember, you know, Yuchen has not said, oh yeah, I did it. You know, he hasn't said anything of that kind. He hasn't been admitted to anything, and. I mean, you have a right to, you have a right to be, you know, suspicious and say, oh, maybe, you know, it was, you know, maybe it, it was a con to get money out of him, or maybe it, it was, you know, you have a right to have that opinion. Now, if 20 women come out saying that he did something, or 10, maybe, but <laughs> maybe not, but, um, you know, you have a right to, to look at the facts as they are and come to your own conclusion. But I do think that people that have their their own different conclusion, based off of the facts as they see them, it's not just blind. You know, oh well, Oppa didn't, Oppa didn't do it. Um, you know, other than that, you know, just you know, looking at the facts of things, I think you know everyone has that right. So I mean, that's why in America we have the justice system that we have is imperfect as it may be. So, um, any last things to mention about this? Do you think this is going to I mentioned the whole thing with Hani because that was another Notice and Buzz article. I'm sorry. I, I'm addicted to that site sometimes. I see stuff, and then it just pulls me in, and it just shocked me that this had nothing to do with Yichen, and somebody still made a comment. I think it was just, like I said, you know, females can't catch a break regardless of who they are and what group they're from. But, you know, because she's, you know, publicly dating Chen Su of JYJ, formerly of DPSK, um, you know, people were, you know, low-key shading her by, you know, attaching her name to this whole case, which she has nothing to do with. Um, you know, uh, Jae Jung is currently in the military as well. Chen Su is making music. And um, the other two are still DBSK. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I mean, did any of you, because I know you guys, it's a special case, you guys are younger fans. So, I mean, have either of you listened to any of the uh, OT5 DBSK f songs, or were you ever a fan of them as five, or? Uh, I've or, listened to some of the songs, like a uh, Merotic Purple Line, um, this one that I can't know the name of right now, but I was never, <laughs> I was always <laughs> like, I'm going to get into them someday, and then I didn't. I mean, they're, they're from an era gone by, you know, but I mean, at the same time, they're a very important part of, of K-pop history, so to speak. I mean, there was once a time where you could not say anything bad against them, or 
I mean, Cassiopeias, I mean, you want to talk about XOLs and armies, Cassiopeias, <laughs> they were the OGs, and you did not mess with them. They almost took down Girls' Generation before they got started. So, I just want to put oh that out there. I love that you mentioned that, because I just listened to that Radiolab podcast about Dispatch. Have you listened to that ever? I have not. What is it? It was. It's so, by... I came out a bit ago, um, but it basically is this Radio Lab uh, is the podcast, and one of the I don't know if she's a part of Radio Lab or maybe she just works that on the podcast every so often. But she's a K-pop fan, and she did a whole podcast about Dispatch and how it started. So it goes to this. Whole oh, thing I've heard about, of that. I just haven't. Yeah, listened how to it. I need to listen to it. Like the paparazzi culture of uh, Korea was a lot different. Um, prior to Dispatch, and Dispatch kind of um, took a leaf out of the U.S.-U.K. paparazzi uh, book and started, you know, basically stalking, um, like, famous K-pop people. No, they've got, and, like, CIA-level yeah, material yeah, now. And the first scandal that they broke out was Chongyun uh, dating this actress. I can't remember what her name was, but it's actually a really interesting podcast. I highly recommend that people go listen to it. Um, mm-hmm. Because it really did change the game, and that whole DBSK Sonyoshi uh, Day thing was in there about how they like did the whole blackout at the mm-hmm. Dream concert yeah. several years ago. And I actually read in comment, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but DBSK used to have like one of uh, like the biggest fan cafe memberships like back oh, in the yeah, day. Oh yeah, they were yeah. huge. They were like huge. bigger than anything now. And when they broke up, it was a huge thing, and you know, the whole, the lawsuit and what JYJ did, I mean, they have a law named after them <laughs> because they, they, you know, they had the balls to stand up to SM and be like, you know, no, we're not signing any more contracts in blood and we're, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna get our equal pay. Yeah. Um, so, unfortunately, oh. SM has banned them from, well, technically they aren't banned, but, you know, um, they have not appeared, you know, on many any music shows and very few you know live you know music Korean music programs in a long time yeah but um you know what they did I mean J- what JYJ did as a group uh it, legally that was courageous and you know some people took sides and you know I was there for you know, this was just when I was learning about. This was just when I was learning about when I about DBSK, and this just when I was learning about my erotic, and I was trying to learn dance moves, and then I hear that they break up, <laughs> and then that whole thing just happened. And I was like, "What is this?" So it was just, yeah, that's that's a huge thing for those of you who've only been involved in K-pop for the last like six, ten years. Um, go go look up the DPSK years. It's it's yeah. fairly entertaining. Um, just hell, start from 2008 on. Um, some people some people will tell you that they're the golden years. I I I will disagree. I will lightly disagree only because even though that's when I started getting into K-pop, and I think that I think people look at that time with rose tinted glasses and there's a lot to like from the new crop of, of groups that I mean the world's got to keep spinning y'all I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> but um, it, I, it's always good to also look to the past so yeah. um, and, and just one thing I just pulled up the numbers because I just had to 
you know, verify my own claims. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, TVXQ in 2013, May 2013, had 636,000 members. And then, then second in that same time was Big Bang at 306,000. Mm -hmm. And then BTS just this past May was celebrating 300,000 members. So yeah. like they're basically double that amount back in whenever they were, you know. Yeah. And also, and also take into account there were way less groups at that time too. Yeah. Uh, so it was just, um, I think Big Bang were the you know, other only other group that dared to come near. And I think um, SS, they're three something now, but they used to be five. I don't know. Yeah. They they have a very hardcore fan group, and they were kind of, from what I understand, I think that was a little bit before me, but they were kind of up there too. But it was there were less people, so I mean, they they were they were the big wigs um, for a long long for quite some time. So. Yeah, we need to have like a, a, a retrospective <laughs> or something. Um, I feel like with all these groups breaking up and and everything, it really feels like a it feels like a new era. Um, it really does. Um, you know, I miss the old one. You know, the old ones, and um, you know, we talked a little, you know about for a minute on the last podcast, um, but. Uh, as far as this topic, did anyone have anything else that they wanted to ask? I mean, not ask, but just say or ask, say, comment, whatever. Um, I guess, yeah, I, I do want to say, I, I know I was kind of heavy-handed leaning towards the accuser's side tonight, but I mean, yes, I mean, and, you know, and... He is innocent until proven guilty, at least, you know, in our eyes. But I, I think it is important to call out to your point of, you know, how the women have just been kind of swept aside of making sure that their claims are thoroughly yeah. looked at and not just dismissed. I mean, I, you know, Shanna, I can't say. I don't know what listeners may or may not say. We occasionally get, you know, an off-color comment. But I think... In general, most people would, you know, agree with you. I mean, it's better to have, you know, an open mind to both sides in general, you know, when you're looking at these kind of things, especially when nothing's been proven. And this is a case where nothing has really been proven <laughs> and um, really so as of yet. So, you know, we, we've just got this huge, you know, celebrity scandal on our hands and, that's it. Um, anything else? Yes? No? I uh, just want to also mention we will be having our regular podcast this Friday. Um, and we will be re-recording that and just going over everything in general of the week. Um, and that's why we kind of did these uh, isolated podcasts because they're just too much to cover in one podcast in general or else the whole thing would have been like four or five hours long and um, but there's still a lot of good stuff going on this week Sistar just released their NV it is heaven I have to give it to those girls um, they finally pulled out some good choreography I don't know who did it where they got it from but they <laughs> finally I've hated the choreography for like all their songs and you know 
this one they finally got it right. And also, if you look at the English lyrics for their song, um, I believe um, it's actually pretty, um, you know, pro-woman. Uh, so, which is a nice surprise. Pro, you know, you know, anti-player, you know, pro-woman sort of thing, which. Uh, you don't get a whole lot in K-pop, so you know you, you take them where you can, and uh, <laughs> um, you know also everything else. Uh, apparently, YG still releasing members of the group uh, as to whenever they'll, you know, whenever they'll actually debut. So we'll talk about all that stuff and more. And Boys um, 24 first episode came out, just saying. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know anyone was watching that. Alice is, yes. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to be I'm interested in see if that does as well as uh, um, Produce 101. Um, I mean, because it's interesting because guy groups tend to do better than girl groups. Generally, they get more fans, but I feel like the reality show, show format, like, it, you know, the girls, they have uncle fans, and people get really attached to them, and I don't see that with the... I don't know. I don't uncle know. fans is such a sweet way of saying that. It, it, it is, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, a lot of these girls, their fans are grown-ass men, and it it may not even be, like, an a, a, a inappropriate thing, but they just, you know, they just... It's it's just a thing there. I mean, it's in Japan too. You've got AKB48, and like a good forty percent of their fans are like men in their forties and fifties and sixties, and they buy calendars of these girls, and they're just like, we're fans of you. I you know, and I it's partially a cultural thing that I can't explain because I don't live there, so I'm not gonna try to. But <laughs> you just start normalizing things. Everybody starts coming out, and they're like, "Oh, this is okay." I mean, whether it's okay or not, I mean, that's suspect. But I mean, <laughs> strength I mean, in numbers. I, yeah, <laughs> that that's always that's always a good thing. Um, if there's nothing else, I want to hardly thank Alice, Juliet, and Shanna for joining me tonight. Thank you for sitting here with me and talking about Park Yi-chan, Park Yi-chan in this case, and um, talking about this case, it may not be um, over yet, um, you know, we may get to our <laughs> podcast and something else has happened, but yeah, great discussion, nice discussion, and um, I'm glad that you guys were here to share it with me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks all. And if you guys don't have anything else that you want, any shout-outs, anything that you want to say, um, I think that will be it for this episode. And I will see you guys during our next regular podcast episode. Thank you guys for listening. We're at, last time I looked, we were at like 99 subscribers. When we hit 100, we're going to do something, and I don't know what, but we got to do something. Oh, 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 so- Alex and I will go to New York KCON and tell you all about it. Yay! Yeah, we're, we're going to KCON. Yeah. Woo! Well, and now we're, we're going anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but you know, I didn't want to like pressure you guys. Like you, you, know, you guys had to do anything, but um, yeah, no, but still, um, I, you know, when we hit 100 subscribers, I want to do something 
I don't know. Do something cool. So we'll see about that. But thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all of our new subscribers and listeners. Alice, and Alice will tell you a special podcast where she lists a hundred things that she loves about Gibby <laughs> from God Seven. A <laughs> hundred? I've got thousands, girl. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. We'll make a video or something. I I don't know. We'll do something. A video but of I, the thousand um, ways. I'm crazy. <laughs> 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 but yes, I want to thank every anybody, everybody who's been listening to us and and just you know giving us any attention. We're starved for attention. So thank you so much. Um, and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you. Namaste. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.